I'm surprised that guy's not wearing a suit and a nice uh, sensible like sport jacket and some <laughs> shoes that match his belt. No, I can rock around in shorts and sandals in January, and people look at me and go, "Oh yeah, kind of that tracks. That makes sense. Look at him." Anytime now that I see somebody like rocking sandals in the middle of the winter or something like something bizarre like that, I'm just gonna be like, "Oh, it's a rough month." Yeah, he's had. Hey, he's fucking it's had a rough, a rough month. month. He said, "You know what? <laughs> Fuck socks. Not doing socks right now. I'm also not doing shoes. I need a little bit of flexibility and freedom in my life, and the only place I can express that is with my feet. I don't care how cold it is. I'm not. Yeah, my 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 toes are gonna be loose. Loosen up them. To, free them toes. Free you them had a toes. rough week. Free them toes. <laughs> Joshua, how are you? I'm doing fantastic. I am wearing shorts." Right now? Oh no! Nice. <laughs> Look at these fucking we weirdos bobbing around in shorts. Okay, now hold on. I'm also wearing shorts, but I'm inside. Like I commonly, unless it's like an Arctic mm-hmm. cold blast, I'm always yeah. rocking like basketball shorts in the house. Oh yeah, I, I do too, for the most part. In summer, it's just the big basketball shorts, and then in winter, like right now, I got a pair of leggings that mm-hmm. my Helly Hansen ones underneath. Okay. Nice. okay. Stay a little I kind of go book. back and forth between sweatpants and shorts at home. I'm like, not a sweatpants guy. I don't own a pair of sweatpants. No? Oh, my God. I have so many sweatpants. The comfort, the comfort is real. Pants. I don't know who it was that asked a question on Twitter recently. How many pairs of pants do you own? Yeah. Uh, and then, like, I'm, I'm thinking as soon as I see the question, I'm like, okay, well, I got all these and all these and all these. I'm like, yeah, like, at least, like, 40. And then, like, people are, like, five I know. Sick. How do you? Well, I got three pairs of bang on my jeans, my dress pants, and my exercise pants. I just rotate between them. Like how? how? Like granted, I'm not good at uh, throwing away clothes. But you be doing laundry like, every like half, like yeah. half way through the week every week. Yeah, and I have like so many like options, and like the stuff lasts for so long. Because yeah. I have so many of it. That was the less the one of the major life lessons I had learned from the girlfriend. Because I used to be a three shoe man. I have three mm-hmm. pairs of shoes, if that, and I wear them until they completely fall apart. And it's like embarrassing. Don't go in public. And then I'll get another pair of shoes and wear those things to oblivion and back. And it's the same situation. And then, you know, but if you have 30 pairs of shoes, they I, all last. I've, and I've had all time. these shoes for yeah. so long because I don't wear them in like every single day. And I have shoes that I love that I bought like eight years ago that I still have. And I still get to wear them. I still get excited about it. I don't have to have fucking funerals where I'm like, you know, <laughs> serve me well. I put Fall them on a little thing and yeah. push them out into the little lake and then shoot a flaming arrow there. And like you Adidas <laughs> white with black stripes. The memories we had, the camping. Oh, the camping we did. It is so funny that you mentioned that. I had a pair exactly like that. Adidas white with black stripes. I yeah. took them camping. And destroyed them. And I w- it's like the most devastating shoe story of my life. <laughs> that, I get, you get uh, weird about ended up wrecked. Yeah, you get weird about shoes. Like I bought a couple, well, I was supposed to go to Vegas in like March of 2020. Like two weeks after everything shut down. I was like, ah, well, shit. Um, and I had bought a new pair of white on white Adidas shoes. Super comfortable. I bought them like probably six or seven weeks prior. 
And then I was like, these are my new Vegas. I'm going to, I'm going to debut them in Vegas as if anybody gives a shit, but I'm going to like the first time I wear them, the maiden voyage is going to be the Vegas strip. I mean, walking around them is going to be great. And then obviously it's been years and that trip has never happened. I was supposed to, I was supposed to be there for the Raiders. um, Who was it? Charger game. No, no, mm. the Raider Charger game that happened a couple weeks ago, the last game of the regular season, that crazy one mm-hmm. where the Steelers playoff thing was oh. hanging in the balance. That would have been we were game. we were going for that weekend and we were going to go to that game and then uh, we couldn't go because uh, COVID restrictions tightened everything up. But those shoes are still in pristine condition, never been worn because I said I'm going to have the maiden voyage be in Vegas and God damn it, I mean what I say. So, yeah. So until then, <laughs> until then, I have like two pairs of like white shoes, like, like a white on white, nice pair of like Under Armour shoes. Mm-hmm. They're in a box in my garage. I think I've worn them like four times because there's only so many, like there's only so many times you can wear them. It has to be super nice out. You have to know, yep. okay, I'm not going to be getting these dirty. Like it's just, uh, yeah, I got, I got a fair bit of shoes too. And some of them just sit in a box and get worn maybe once a year. Yeah, if that, like, I've got two of those, like, underbed storage sort of things. Oh, yeah, shoe storage one, yep. And, yeah, one of them is, like, with my nice, like, dress shoes. Uh, One of them is for more, like, sporty shoes that aren't in the regular rotation. And then I have a shoe rack at my door and then another shoe rack in closet. So, I got a lot of shoes. Um, But uh, the the dress shoes, especially the last, like, couple of years, like... Yeah, I may be going into that one and digging that. It's like fucking John Wick uh, smashing up his basement and getting his gold <laughs> coins and his guns back. Only occasionally over the last couple of years has it been like, oh, it's dress shoe time. Let's get them I, out. Honestly, same. Yeah, like I've got a lot of dress shoes, like a lot of them. I've probably only worn one on one day in the last two years. And that's Ooh. because I'm not leaving my house, right? Yeah. Like. Like the occasions where I'm in a suit leaving my house, that's happened once. And that was when I went to like in person quit my job at the bank because I was working from home. You should have worn sandals for that show. They would have known. They would have known. They would have seen you walk in with the sandals and been like, you know what? You don't even you don't even need to say anything. Yeah. We get we get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dress shirt and tie. All this up up. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Zoom chic. Okay, okay. Now which of you maroons has ever played basketball before? In the Matrix, hell. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Van Slam, Vancouver's only NBA podcast to our knowledge here on the Area 51 Network. I'm your host, Joshua Griffith, joined as always by the boss, Sean Warren. What's happening, Sean? Oh, not too much. Got my iced coffee. I'm ready to rumble. Let's go. And of course, the Bow Mandalorian. Come on in, Van, and welcome to the Slam. Hey, friends. How are you? Doing great. Yeah. Had a week off. We had a little bit of uh, IR issues. I thought That's you guys okay. were still going to do the show without me. 
I didn't realize you weren't going to do one. I didn't realize how. I think we were at one point. Yeah. But then we, we were... ended up having schedule changes a couple times. Got it. Uh, okay. With point shot. And then we yeah. just ended up doing just that one. <laughs> yeah, because we, we, we usually wrap this. And then you guys continue to talk for another hour and a bit or so for uh, for point shot. So, Yes, yeah. sir. Another great podcast on the Area 51 network. We may be biased. Yeah, maybe a little bit. Wait a minute, that's the network this show is on. Hold on a second. Wait, Wait a just a minute. Pump the brakes. Well, gentlemen, we got a lot of news in the NBA. We got all-star starters are out. We're at about the halfway mark, a little bit past for most teams. And uh, some of our teams are doing very, very well. And some of our teams are kind of doing fluttering okay. a little bit, doing okay. <laughs> the higher your voices get, the lower they are in the standings. Yeah. Like, okay, what if they're in ninth? Hey, true we're doing is. okay, we're in ninth. What about they're in like, you know, 12? Totally okay, fun. well, things are going on. The, you know. <laughs> and then once you're in the basement, only dogs can hear your takes on your uh, on your basketball team. That's just dog whistle. <laughs> well, dogs just going ballistic listening to our podcast <laughs> we might as well start with the toronto raptors who lost Hi. a tough game <laughs> <laughs> well they've i don't know they beat charlotte no, let's let's they, talk about them <laughs> they, they played a really good game against the chicago bulls the score is a little mm-hmm. bit less flattering than the game was it was ended up 111, 105 for the Chicago Bulls, but they had a late garbage three. Let me tell you uh, this. The Raptors, though, that's a 500 basketball team. And I'm looking at it right there. 23 and 23. Nice even Steven. Not too showy. You know who's a sub-500 basketball team? The Atlanta Hawks, baby. So, way to go. But, but the Atlanta Hawks have won six in a row. Why? I'm trying to help out. I'm trying to be <laughs> yeah. like, okay, okay, okay. It's okay, Raptors. It's right, okay. Right. Look at you're better than all. That's good. I'm trying to make him feel better. They've won so, six in a row, and we're still better. So they're they're there. Oh yeah, we'll take that take. We'll take that one. Yeah, there you go. Actually, you know what I really liked about the the game against the Bulls uh, for the Raptors was that the young guys did not back down to Demar at all. Like they were going right at him and. I, I love that. I just love the tenacity um, and the the boldness that these young kids have in Toronto. Like, like let's let's not pretend anything. Like at any point that we thought Toronto was going to be this powerhouse this year, right? Like they're pretty much exactly where we thought they'd be. Like they're yeah. kind of this this builder team that's stuck in the middle. They might make the playoffs. They might not. Um, and I just love seeing that culture on full display seeing like that work ethic that um i don't want to say courage because that sounds like such a a way over like that's way overselling it with it sean say courage we have courage if you're a young kid and you're coming at like a guy that's a legend not just (laughs) like like a legend in your building right like a legend in your uniform 
I, I like that. I'm just I, I imagining like the uh, the inverse of that, like them just with the incredible display of cowardice, the likes of which has never been seen in professional sports. Just like completely withering Running away from him and stuff. <laughs> Looking like dried flowers mushed between book pages. Yeah. Just laying on the ground, just rolling back and forth, going, nope, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. Wow, we have never seen so much cowardice. All right, a cowardly effort from the Toronto Raptors today. If you don't believe me, let's go to the highlights. Scotty Barnes curled up in the fetal position underneath the hoop. And if you slow down this footage here, you see OG Ananobi and a little turd pops out of his shorts. He shit himself on the court, and that is undeniable. Coward. Everybody thought that he would be the next Kawhi. It turns out he's the next Paul Pierce. Uh, <laughs> oh, Paul Pierce. No, I'd That's like to play joke, of, folks. That's poop a poop joke. joke. I'd like to play as Scotty Barnes, but the Raptors don't seem to have enough. Whether it's just Siakam and Fred Van Fleet and OG Ananobi like aren't the three that they think they are. Because I I think they thought Siakam was gonna take another step again. Yeah, I know he suffered a little bit of injuries, and that's kind of a setback. And we've seen Fred Van Fleet take a big step, which has been nice. But really, for for what they have, I think this is exactly what we're going to get from them for the season. They're they're going to play some great games. They're going to be in a lot of them versus good teams. But you know, realistically, if you look at the standings, like who are they going to jump? Yeah, Yeah, is that comforting as a fan to like to have it right? Like, this is what you expected, and this is what you're getting. They're not getting shelled every single game, which is good. Uh, You know, they're beating good teams, they're losing to bad teams, and the absolute inverse flip of that. So there's not like there's a futility in watching. I guess when it comes to sports, that's the thing that you hope for above all else, is that there's not a futility in your watch. That, like, they could win this game. Right, even if it get against the Bulls, where they put up a good effort or whatever, like you know what, they could they could win this game because I can't think of anything worse than just. And we've been through this with the Canucks this year. It just being a foregone conclusion before the first whistle even blows. Yeah, and we've been through it in the Raptors years as well. Oh, yeah. in the Andrea Bagnani yeah. years. It just but, takes all the wind right out of your sails, right? Like, like I'm I'm thinking right now, probably the best examples of that right now would be like the Knicks and and uh the Hawks like where there is a lot more expectation than yeah reality here uh like the, I didn't expect them to be both where they are right now uh myself like I thought especially at the start of the season the Knicks came out like gangbusters it was awesome yeah um, I was like the Knicks are back like let, let's go now they're sitting in 12th in the east <laughs> like it's like all uh, the Knicks the Knicks are back now the, the yeah. Knicks are really back now. <laughs> no, yeah, this is the real Knicks. <laughs> this, yeah, is, this, yeah. is, uh, this is the Knicks that I know and love. Um. <laughs> so something, Sean, I, I want to get your thoughts on this and Bowman too. I, I was watching that Raptors game, and obviously, you know, they was in Chicago's. They're playing against DeMar DeRozan. But for some reason, that like whole DeMar DeRozan Raptors rivalry you know, oh, they traded me. It just seems like it's it's two teams ago, and it just seems like it's over. There's nobody really left from his kind of era, and it just kind of seems like, eh. Was it ever really there, though? I feel like that rivalry and that narrative ended the moment fucking Kawhi Leonard stripped the ball from him and stepped over his prone body on the ground. 
because like from a raptor, <laughs> that's the fucking greatest thing I've ever seen. But uh, from a raptor standpoint, like yeah, the trade was made, and because of the trade, they won an NBA championship. So there's probably no ill will. Like you probably, as a Raptors fan, are like even more grateful for DeRozan for having to take that hit, I guess, and having to leave the wonderful city of Toronto, basketball haven that it is, uh, and you know, going out, I guess, gracefully. He wasn't mm-hmm. pit, pissing and moaning on his way out the door, but that he was the a, movie. he did a bit. Ah, but- but it, it was it mostly like just sadness, I would say. Like it was yeah. more just like I'm I'm sad to go. That's yeah. that was my impression of it. it. Was like he just he genuinely loved the city of Toronto, and he was given like positive Yelp reviews on the way out. You know? Yeah. Okay, I'll agree with that. <laughs> yeah. So like I don't think it's not like an acrimonious situation that you see sometimes in sports where like you know like Vince Carter bitches his yeah. way out of somewhere or whatever. So yeah, I would, I would feel like I'm not a big Raptors guy, but I don't think there would be any, at least from Raptors fans towards DeRozan, any like, Ur. and even from DeRozan, like any disappointment, mm-hmm. uh, maybe, it, you know, I'd be a little maybe bit, a little bit. If I was him, but like, like underneath, you know, like he, he, he no doubt wanted to be part of that. I tried to lead a new championship. We kept running into LeBron walls every single fucking playoff. Just LeBron leaves. And then, for LeBron leave, and I leave too. And then we were able to get through. This is bullshit. So I'll tell you right now, DeMar DeRozan's not hitting that shot against the Sixers. And beat no. swatting that shit into the 17th row. I, I'll say this too about DeRozan. My impression of just you know, as a Raptors fan looking at it all is that he's a martyr, right? Like yeah, a martyr of sorts. Great, great, uh, great word. Right. Is like, he's gave everything that he could. We couldn't get over the hump. Um, we move him. He's the casualty of that to get the great piece that ended up putting us over the top. And that's, uh, you know, you can't have anything but love for, for the guy who basically, killed his career with you to to give you glory so and there's plenty of time to come back for a twilight ring oh, chase yeah. and run oh yeah when the raptors build around scotty barnes and put together maybe one of the best free agent destinations in nba history i love all the sounds of that i just will never <laughs> see it <laughs> that's a great story moment i that's, love that's, it yeah love absolutely wonderful fiction 60-year-old Vince Carter comes back to <laughs> from retirement yeah. to win a ring with Toronto where it all began. I don't know. I just I feel so like indifferent about DeMar DeRozan. It's like, yeah, yeah okay, he was a trade ship, but like in the end, okay, you didn't really do anything for the Raptors and you're I don't know. It's, like it just doesn't, that you bring this it doesn't up. feel the same. Like it just I'm just like, oh yeah, DeMar DeRozan. It's funny you bring this up because I was just kind of seeing uh, like when the Bulls played in San Antonio, uh, San Antonio did like a thank you, DeMar mm. post. What do they and, have to thank him for? Right. And I was kind of weirded out by it. Um, and I and then I thought about it. I was like, yeah, I mean, I guess he was there for a few years, like a couple years, you know, mm-hmm. but like it just. I don't know, like. Is that weird of me to be so weirded out by that? Like that is, is it, I, I just don't know what they would have to, you know, what like he was significance there and what impact he had on the like San Antonio Spurs, especially because he left via like free agency. Yeah, right. Did they even so did they even to... win a playoff series? Like, I no, don't, I don't, they, think, I don't think they made the playoffs. 
Yeah. yeah. Maybe they did. Like, maybe they made the play on one year, but that's, that that shit's desperate. That's sad. Thank for, you for, for being a very here. storied franchise too. Like the yeah. Spurs have a, a great alumni. Um, yeah. I when's felt the, like it was a Rosen, of a reach. When's the <laughs> Rosen Ring of Honor night? Yes. Ring of Honor, not retiring his jersey. That's absurd. The but DeMarco Rose three balls deserves like, to be like moon faces. <laughs> he's gonna get a he's gonna get an ugly Ronaldo statue. Oh yeah. Um, it's just I think it's because his game. It's so like it's not flashy. It's not noticeable. Like he's not making big slam dunks. He's not splashing threes. He's just like hitting mid range twos. He doesn't play defense. Like it's. But he thrives in like an ISO environment, yeah, which is kind of weird. For like his skill level doesn't he doesn't handle I the love ball. Tamar, he's, like, he's like basically he's not like, a ISO player, but that's the style that he always plays. He's like basically like a wing player who can't shoot three or play defense. Yeah. Mm. Oh, he's yeah. just oh. like the mid-range king, right? Like mid-range mauler, I think is what is that mid, mid-range mauler. Yes. Yeah. Dropping those twos, baby. <laughs> Choose for days. Okay, let's get to. Now it sounds other. like we all hate Demar. I know. I <laughs> like right. that note. Tear oh, down yeah. that statue. <laughs> Fuck that guy. You know, I really apologize in advance tomorrow when you listen to the podcast. Yeah, I love Demar. Oh, I forgot he was a fan. Shit. Oh well, if you don't, if you don't like it, then we're we gonna got a block out from Chicago. I was now. gonna block it off from Chicago. <laughs> okay. For his protection, no, yeah, you know. Let's stay in the Eastern Conference with the other team that we love to talk about on this podcast, who are kind of on the other end of the spectrum and are crushing it lately. Yeah, just three losses in their last 13 games. Yeah, they're terrible. I, I know that the Bo Mandalorian <laughs> is going to go off with his nice soliloquy of praise for Joel Embiid. So I'm so excited for this. Part Sean, one do in a 25 part series. <laughs> Sean, you want to get it a away, word Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah, I was going to say, do you want to get a word in before he uh, talks for the next 20 <laughs> Hijacks minutes? Hijacks the rest of the show. <laughs> no, man, I'm, I'm excited for the Embiid for MVP chat. That's uh, well-deserved, obviously. Let's hear about those 76ers. They're, uh, they're doing pretty good. Uh, <laughs> That's and, it, folks. Embiid, Embiid's, Embiid's doing pretty good. Uh, it's been it's been good to watch, and um, he is having the best fucking season. It's awesome! Oh my god! Without fucking Doc Rivers uh, sitting him down uh, about ten days or so ago, the guy like he did twenty six points his last game, which he admitted he played like terrible, even though it's still pretty good. But he would have been running like thirteen consecutive games of over thirty points during that time he is the healthiest he's ever been like he's you could tell from watching him. i'll tell you right now there was no Wyatt on, on trust the process last night and we played the sixer song and then basically i just used a little tiny bit of space to hype this show because so i'm like i'm not going to talk about sixers with the guests so if you want to hear sixer stuff go over to van slam because i'm going to lose my fucking mind tomorrow <laughs> gushing gushing about joel Embiid and the way he has been playing what a fucking run here's a guy who really took it to heart the fact that he was the runner-up for the MVP last year and you could say with 100% certainty that that was just because the guy missed like 21 games right so now he's played 20 consecutive games uh he's in there for like long minutes too, getting these uh getting these points and like this is a the most motivated I've ever seen Embiid in his entire career like he's also he's grown up 
a lot. Like the whole shit with Ben Simmons and stuff, like he's had to step up and really be a leader on the team. So he's still like doing a little bit of the Embiid stuff, pumping up the home crowd, but you're not going to see him run up and down the court being an airplane anymore after a big <laughs> dunk or laying on the ground and giving people the DX like cross job, which is tough <laughs> because I love, I know love isn't strong enough. I adore that Joel Embiid. That's my Jack and Rose Titanic Joel Embiid. That's a forever love. Okay. Uh, but, uh, yeah, he's just on a whole nother level right now. That 50 point game he had, uh, last week was just, I think that was, we were supposed to record, I think the next day and I was still like ridiculously sick, couldn't talk. And I was just like, I will fucking Paul Pierce wheelchair my way onto this show <laughs> with no voice and talk about and then he got another two points and he got them it was fucking awesome like I will use the last breath that I have in my body to celebrate uh, that 50 point performance which again ties his career high and just like because he was in there for like two late free throws and like he missed one and then hit the other one to tie his career high and then he like I guess took himself out of the game or Doc took him out or whatever and it's just like stay in there man like he's all about tying shit right he's all about tying the consecutive 30 game streak for the 76ers with Wilt and AI he's all about tying his career high dude man it's your year smash those smash those uh those records so another thing that i've loved uh watching him and this was apparent in the laker game the other night is he's not forcing his way through double teams and not forcing shots out of double teams because the lakers came in with a strategy for him that i haven't really seen a lot of teams employ that year and that's just we're just double team the shit out of him right and he is finding guys and making great passes and facilitating out of a double team. Uh, and he only got 26 points in that game. And that was the end of his 30 point uh, plus streak or whatever. But uh, the fact that he's such a good, complete team player on the court, like, because that's what's going to happen. That's the road to success for them. And Bede's going to draw double teams for days. And if he could be skilled at getting out of them, and moving the ball around to, you know, uh, Maxi or Furcon to hit threes or Seth Curry, because Seth has been out for a bit. Like, they've got some deadly three-point shooters on that team, so that's going to be their blueprint for success. Absolutely. Shaquille O'Neal, who has always been tough on Embiid, but, like, never unfair. Like, you can tell he's just rooting like for the guy's love. success. Yeah. Tough love, exactly. Like him and Barkley have both ripped Embiid in the past for like a little bit of softness, for a lack of maturity and stuff. But here's the thing I love about Shaq is Shaq is very equal opportunity with his praise and with his criticism. And that is no more apparent than with Joel Embiid because he was just singing his praises from the rooftops the other day after uh, one of his performances uh, and then perfectly dovetailed into absolutely just burying uh, ben Simmons under a hundred feet of concrete. Uh, wouldn't even talk say about his how... name, dude. Yeah, didn't you say his name? But like, unlike the, the other, other guy, guy there who won't take criticism and will cry because his coach has asked a question and isn't confident that they can win with him. And Bede gets criticized to high heaven, and that guy goes and puts the fucking work in. Like you are seeing such an evolution and a growth in Joel Embiid. And I mean, who? 
would not consider him to be the front runner for MVP the way he's playing. People already have the fucking Nuggets um, Sixers game in a couple weeks, like circled, like the showdown between uh, Jokic and uh, and Embiid and how awesome that's going to be to see. But the guy is playing on an absolutely unreal level, you know, smashing records that have stood since I think they've started recording minutes played. Like him and Wilt Chamberlain, one and two, as far as the amount of points he's gotten and the amounts of minutes he's played. Like, it's it's nuts. He's on an absolute fucking tear, and I couldn't be happier. Ben who? Ben who, indeed. Uh, honestly, it's it's unbelievable. I, I know people are circling that game on their calendar, but it's not close to me. Like, it's only being circled because Jokic currently has the MVP from last season, right? Like, yeah. Which, which, again, not, which he not. got because Embiid was hurt. Yeah. He missed 20 yeah. games. He had this and that, but he's just been it's an absolute fucking beast. Like you could tell that bugs him that he knew mm-hmm. he should have won it last year, but health and those kind of issues, which have dogged him. That's been his, like, that's been his thing. His entire career is like, well, can he stay healthy though? Can he stay on the court and stuff? And he's given the 76ers like, all he can this year and people loving him for it. this is how you become a sports deity in a city of philadelphia which is another thing which simmons just doesn't seem or never seem to really get or grasp or understand if you grind out if you lay it all out there and work hard then that city will love you you have any idea what Embiid would have to do how shitty he would have to be and how long he would have to be that shitty right now for the fan base to turn on him Ooh. That's the thing, like of all cities, Philly loves their gritty, like underdog stories. They yeah. love that stuff. So like if, man, if Ben Simmons really dove into that and rather than everything that he's done over the last year, like he would be very beloved in Philadelphia. It's, I, yeah. The, the ship the work in. Man. Yeah. The, the train has sailed on that point at this point like there was i say maybe a season ago two seasons ago would have been great for that but after everything that's gone down like no no no, there's no comeback story here uh in regards to the other guy um yeah apparently the uh the kings have officially pulled out of the ben simmons uh sweepstakes they were the most aggressive uh they play each other today I say uh, loser gets Ben Simmons and has to give up whatever. Uh, that's, that's what I say. Has to give up whatever the winner dictates is fair. Uh, yeah, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, there we go. Yep, there we go. And Halliburton. And, yeah, and the, Halliburton. And, and some a, picks. And pick. yeah. Um, yeah, and this is the thing where because Embiid has been so good, you're now kind of looking at, well, just imagine if that other $40 million was on the court. And that's where Stephen A. Smith was doing his Stephen A. Smith thing and ripping Daryl Morey for commanding his like King's ransom for Ben Simmons. When even someone who's a moderately comparable player would be such a boost for this team and really put them in that elite consideration. Because that's the thing you got to remember here. They are missing, you know, postseason incidents and style of play notwithstanding they're missing one of their best guys mm-hmm. right like simmons is a you know oh, i have a hard time using the word great player but we all know what he brings to the court when it's not a high stakes playoff game well so, if you had a comparable player what would like any equivalent skill level impact on the game type player that'd be a hell of a team like it already yeah. is yeah, but like you'd be top of the East. 
No and, I, and I still think, and this is who I'm, I saw a little bit of chatter about this recently, but I think it, the chatter might have been from like Sixers Reddit or like the broadcast <laughs> team. But uh, Maxi, oh no, it was the TNT game. It was the Laker game. Uh, they were talking about Maxi making a case for most improved player this year. And they were showing his stats from last year versus this year. And I think that's Huge somebody job. who should absolutely be a finalist for that uh, for that award because Maxi's been uh, fantastic to watch this year. But um yeah, with the Kings pulling out of the Simmons thing and Embiid having the season he's having, I I feel like that's put more pressure on Maury to make a deal, but Maury has kind of said that, well, no, we don't want to waste like his prime, but this is like if we make a short-sighted deal right now just for this season, that could hurt us a lot more like in the long run. And Embiid's prime isn't just going to be like this season. We have to think about next year. And a lot of people interpret that those comments to be like, well, he's obviously going to be targeting Harden in like free agency or something like next season, next off season. Which, fuck, man, I don't want James Harden on this team at all. No, unless it could be a guaranteed champ. It's like the Vancouver Canucks. Hey, you'll get Brad Marsh on, but it comes with a guaranteed Stanley Cup championship. You're like, uh, I'd I'd rather win it without him. That'd be great, but okay. And like, I don't despise Harden that much or anything, but I, I don't like him. And I think his skills are declining. And I'm now very, I was very happy when Maury didn't do a Simmons for Harden thing at the deadline last year. And I was like, okay, cool. Cause I was still a Simmons guy at that point. Uh, apologist all the way up until the dunk not taken. Uh, but the relationship between Maury and Harden has me concerned because uh Harden is not the answer for uh for this for this team. I also think he's just stylistically not good for the yeah. 76ers. Like he likes to have the ball in his hand all the time. The the ball has to flow through Embiid in Philadelphia. So yeah. you need a guy that's like a off the ball shooter in my mind. That's what you need. And why would Brooklyn do that? Why would like what They just they they'd spent all of this time acquiring these this big 3 so that they would have, you know, two or three years, two or three cracks at winning a championship for the Brooklyn Nets. I just can't see them trading away James Harden unless he wants to go James Olive Harden again and throw on the fat suit and, <laughs> and you know, ask for another trade to get back with his one and only love, apparently, Daryl Morey. Well, it wouldn't be a trade. It'd be a free agent signing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just, they're just going to wait until... Yeah, they're waiting till like next season, like after 2022-2023 is yeah, when he the... becomes a free agent. And... Is Simmons a free agent in the summer? Ben Simmons? Yeah. Oh god, no. He's got 4 years where... left. He's got 4 yeah. years left on his deal. So well, it have to it have to be a sign. It have to be a sign and trade. That yes, and there would yeah, have to be back. like Simmons would then go for like less than the asking price, but only on the kind of guarantee that you're backfilling Simmons's spot with Harden, and that that, that's that's where it is. Right. It's it's Simmons for Harden, just in like a roundabout sort of way. But he's keeping those assets in place because then if you're trading Simmons and not expecting a forty million dollar man back, then that trade can be for futures and draft picks and that sort of stuff because they don't need to replace the on-court player because they'll have Harden. Uh, I want none of that to happen at all. I'd love this Tobias Harris and Ben Simmons dangling out there. If they can find a way to, you know, get both those guys uh, somewhere else doing basketball things, uh, I'd be, I'd be thrilled. I'd be, I'd be really happy. So, so we'll see, but trade deadline where I think we're under two weeks away. 
uh, from the yeah. trade deadline now. And uh, yeah, we're going to, we're going to well, see what happens, but I think Maury is keen to days. stand Pat and the, you know, Kings were his biggest dance partner and the price is too high for them. I, I really do wonder, like, I don't know, man, like to me, I get that you don't want the pressure to to make you cave. And if you're Daryl Moore, you've stuck so hard to your guns to this point. If you settle for anything less, it looks weak and it'll be yep. part of like your how people view your asking prices going forward. But this is it feels like a different circumstance with it being such a big year where they could legitimately go and win it all. Yeah, that I just I don't know. Part of me feels like if they if they don't do anything, they go through the deadline and they fall short. There will always be these lingering what ifs that what if he pulled the trigger on something slightly less, got an asset that can help right now. And to put them over the top, not James Harden, but like, you know, yeah. uh, so just something, something that's not just sitting in the press box. Right. Yep. What like Al- what could almost, have been? Yeah, like almost like two, you know, helping pieces that are again, it's like, yeah, you, mentioned, like you know, they're, they're going to be you know? doing more than what Ben Simmons is doing. But yeah, he's Garamar's already set his his standards. I don't think he's going to budge from it. No, me neither. Uh, and yeah, it's just it's a weird spot to be in. Like is. I get the future stuff. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm a big like long term team builder type guy. Like, I love that type of stuff. I love seeing teams build for years to come and not just put all their chips in ill advised for one season like the Brooklyn Nets have. You yeah. know, I just. I think that there's a certain point in the team build where you look and you're like, okay, it's time to make those types of moves. And I think Daryl Morey maybe in retrospect should have done that earlier with Ben Simmons and been like, look, we'll settle for something for like a change of scenery type trade, but we just need to have somebody on the court helping this team. Yeah. But it's too late now. And we also don't know what's really happened in some of those like meetings and conversations. And maybe like Rich Paul or Ben have been like fucking dicks about it. And Mm -hmm. Maury with his comes, yeah, cool. I'm good to have you sit on the fucking bench and sit in the press box for four years. I like famously that radio spot was like, yeah, strap in. This is going to be a long ride. I'm not, I'm not budging, which again, outside of being a 76ers fan, as a sports fan, especially as an NBA fan. I adore because I'm sick and tired of seeing superstars bitch and moan and force their way out of contracts. They signed uh, to go somewhere else. That's more desirable to them. Fuck that. Rich Paul being a dick. You don't say (laughs) I've got, I've got a bit of a, this is not a rumor, but this is me tossing out an idea here. Spitballing as I, as I think here. It's probably going to be dumb, but I'll let you continue. It probably is going to be dumb, but we'll <laughs> I'll, I'll let you guys be the judge of that. <laughs> what right. about the Lakers as a destination? I know they're old, but you can kind of get a now piece, get some draft picks back for the future aspect of it. Things aren't working Are as good the, in the L.A. Russell, West, Russell Westbrook for Ben no, Simmons trade? Like doesn't need to be Russell Westbrook, but it, like it could be, right? Like they're, they're shopping wet Russ. So that's that's actually a pretty that's decent idea. That's because he idea. can't hit a three. 
I if, know, you, if, you if you want people who can't hit threes, I've got a I got a gentleman for you. <laughs> he's just he's just old Simmons, right? So if you <laughs> Defense, like no, he doesn't. Why would the 76ers want Russell Westbrook or anyone from? I would, I would, I'd throw Lakers. Yeah, it would be gross. You want Avery Bradley? Monk? Monk's a group. I don't know. I'm I'm spitballing, right? People, people are talking that Russell Westbrook plus a first might get you John Wall, and I'm like John Wall, like. Holy crap! Like you could pull a ransom from L.A. if you're Philadelphia in that position, yeah. right? Like you'd be able to get Russ plus like eighteen first rounders, right? Like you'd be just pulling in assets if you wanted to go that route. I mean, you get—is Russ great? Nobody can help you on the court now. He's providing more than what Ben Simmons currently is. Is he not? <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Technically yes. Speaking, Technically right? speaking, and literally, he is contributing more than Ben Simmons is right now. Right. You are correct, and that would be true even if he got no points, no assists, no blocks, no steals, <laughs> just no up. rebounds, just minutes played. Uh, yes, he is contributing significantly more, <laughs> which is pretty close Simmons. to what he's actually doing. I'm right aware now, of right? that. That's <laughs> why I phrased it just that way. If those were his stat lines, he would actually improve upon his efficiency this year. <laughs> get him get him boom <laughs> roasted well, it's it's like weird trade truck it's like russell westbrook for john wall or russell westbrook for ben it's simmons weird. or ben simmons for james harden or james harden for russ westbrook like it's just i think we're gonna have a really really lame trade deadline come february 10th for some reason yeah i could see it honestly like the only rumors that for our two teams, obviously Ben Simmons stuff, but the price is too high. There's no dance partners right now that yep. we know of. The Raptors are looking for a center, uh, which, huh, that's weird and predictable because I said that in off season. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> I thought they were content to just go centerless for the most part. No one's yeah. over six nine. Like, we're small ball. Have a center. Yeah. yeah. Uh, actually, you know who I think would be a great center for for them, um, and not. Andre Drummond because he's not moving from 76ers. Oh, I'm loving Drummond, yeah. Um, who was my original pick? Hassan Whiteside. Uh, but he's also not moving. He's staying in Utah. But I really like Whiteside. <laughs> I think he would be a really good fit um, in Toronto as well. But just like, there's not very... I don't know what happened to the NBA. There's not very many bigs anymore. <laughs> Everybody's like small ball type players. Yeah, Not very many big, like genuinely dominant centers anymore like where'd they go the nba is weird it's like one guard and then like four four shooters that four, are like yeah like there are two, two wing shooters. players yeah and then two guys that can basically switch out on everything like yeah. lebron is playing an ad or playing like center i guess ad is a typical center maybe he's one of the last ones you know what did it Draymond Green playing center for uh, the Golden <laughs> State Warriors. ruined everything. He ruined the center position. Uh, the bigs in the center position. The so now you're getting these smaller guys that are a little bit more versatile. I, I swear that's it. They went on that 73-9 and nine season. They won the championship. And everybody's like, oh, my God, this is the this template. Is, and then everybody did it. it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and Golden State continued to feast. <laughs> 
One yeah. last thing I want to talk about uh, on the Embiid front uh, before I save the rest mm-hmm. of it for parts two through 25 of the Joel Embiid love fest uh, <laughs> is, uh, was it uh, Jose Alvarado? Yeah, uh, from the Cassowary. Uh, him and Embiid got into it a little bit. They both got double technicals. Uh, you know, that's a two grand. F- I keep forgetting that like techs are like uh-huh. a yeah. fucking slap on the wrist fine or whatever. Uh, Embiid paid his fine. He paid yeah. the other guys fine. He paid the other guys fine. Quote, I felt... I'm not going to do the voice. <laughs> I felt bad for him. Uh, I watch a lot of basketball. Uh, and I'm not going to do the voice. I'm not going to do the voice. I just, I just did the voice, but I'm not going to do the voice. Um, I watch a lot of basketball. Anytime I'm not doing anything, I'm always watching other games and stuff. And I just like his energy. He plays hard. He competes. Even when he picked up the tech, he wasn't backing down. It was just regular trash talk. It's tough to not do the voice. Uh, two guys going at each other on the court. But he didn't back down, and I respected him. I like that about him. So after the game, I just went up to him. I told him to keep fighting and to keep it going. Uh, to, to On Tuesday, Embiid was under the impression that Alvarado was under a 10-day contract. He was happy to hear it wasn't the case. He just got signed. That's great. I feel like it's the least I could do because I made him pick up the tech, and he obviously doesn't make as much as a lot of guys in the league. I just felt like it was on me, and I didn't want him to lose that money because I'm sure we all need it. Fucking yeah. What a baby face. I love it. I love Embiid. That goes back to dude. that goes back to what you talked about about his just kind of a change in mentality this season, right? Where yes. It's, yeah. It, it's a more of a it's a professional Embiid, which is good, right? Like he's had his fun and he's like, okay, well that's that hasn't got me what I want, which Ultimate, is very yeah. clearly an NBA championship. Like he's not one of these players that is playing for the accolades. I'm sure he'd love an MVP, but like. Man, to to see that guy's emotion, I hate to bring it up, Omen, but after the the loss to the Raptors, all like, the crying, yeah, like oh, the, people the use that to like to troll me and to troll him. I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, like good on him. Passion. Yeah, yeah, I, man. I like, that's, he's not being a fucking baby about it. Like, this shit broke his heart. Play. And how he responded to it, like, I'm like, those tears are going to come with fucking thunder behind him. Watch out. Play high level sports, people. Fuck. Yeah, honestly, like, I think that's going to be a defining moment for 76ers basketball. Like the day that they win a championship, because I say win with with this team that they're going to look back at that 2019 dagger and Embiid's reaction and be like, that was the the quote unquote TSN turning point for this yeah. franchise. Like they learned a lot in that moment. And you have a lot of growth year over year. So the following year in the bubble playoffs, they had just fucking nothing and got absolutely embarrassed and swept by the hated by their rival Boston Celtics. They realize it's not going to work with Horford. It's not going to work with Richards. Like we have fucking problems. They retool the roster in the offseason, go into it with new look, number one seed in the Eastern Conference. Uh, a little bit issue, like small tiny blip with Washington. And then they get fucking embarrassed. Uh, and blow all these leads and choke a significant one of the more significant basketball chokes in recent memory and then now they have to come back without Simmons and stuff like the year over year narrative for this is something else and although I'm a little bit sad we were kind of missing out on uh, immature uh, hilarious Joel Embiid uh, we'll still always have those memories like him sitting down to start his press conference Uh, first of all I ain't no bitch like that's just 
We're not going to hear that anymore, but we have, we heard that at one point, which is great. We saw the crotch chops and the airplane and all that sort of shit. So the passion is still going to be there. He's just going to be um, channeling, expressing it, it and channeling it in a more like mature leadership way because he has to, which is great to see a guy take that sort of step and that among many other reasons which we'll get into over the next several weeks he is your nba mvp of the 2021 2022 season and i will hear no contrary arguments there yeah no, no arguments at all we've just seen a transformation from you know young hot shot Embiid to uh like elder statesman veteran leader joel Embiid, and i think that's a really cool transformation as much yeah. as it's like i would say it's less fun antic wise it is much more fun to watch on the court like hit yeah. in his game you can just see he's flourishing right now and that's that's a really cool lesson and template for other young guys coming up that you know maybe they well, want to act a fool a little bit but but the young guys on level. and the young guys on the team have talked about his leadership this year uh max ian Thibel encouraging them to take more threes helping them like in practice working with them a lot and being really positive and encouraging these younger players like i said your thibbles and your maxis to step outside your comfort zone and really work on that stuff and have that confidence like i do not think maxi is having the season he's having uh without mb recognizing what he's able to do and really encouraging him and helping him along so you feel a lot more comfortable leading like that too when you're playing as well as Embiid is. Yeah, because, because you know that your voice packs more <laughs> resonance. Yeah, right? like, like you're not Westbrook out there going, "All right, guys, here's what you need to do, <laughs> bitch. Here's what you need to start doing." <laughs> like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Who are you to tell me this? Like, I was Josh, <laughs> Joshua, help me out here. Oh no, shit! It wasn't the Rams. It was the uh, it was the Vikings. Uh, there was a thing I forget. I thought it was uh Cooper Cup, but Cooper Cup would never. Um, it was Adam Thielen, uh, who was getting upset or whatever. I think that Kirk Cousins was like telling him how to run routes or something like that, like on the sidelines. And he just like, Bitch, what are you doing? Who are you to tell me how to run these routes? Like, I can only imagine Westbrook taking any Laker aside and telling him what's what. And Yo, AD, come over here, come over here, excuse me. <laughs> and the bad thing about that is Kirk Cousins would go to a high school and try and tell a quarterback how to throw a football. And he'd be like, bitch, who are you? Who are you? You don't <laughs> even have as many kids as Phillip Rivers. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you guys kind of went into it already when you both named Joel Embiid your MVPs. It's like you can read the uh, the show notes that I don't send you guys. Sorry. It's perfect. It's perfect. When, I, don't send, I don't send them to you, so you, you can't really read them. But can't I want to get into some mid-season awards after we hear a quick word about our favorite sponsor and favorite zoo. Oh, I'm passionate about that zoo. The Adelaide Zoo. So we'll be right back after a word from them. Woo! This episode and all of the Van Slam podcast are brought to you by the Adelaide Zoo in South Australia. Make sure to check them out at www.adelaidezoo.com.au. COVID restrictions are in effect and patrons above the age of 16 and older coming to the park will have to show proof of double vaccination. Also, make sure to enter for a chance to win a brand new car. One in 500 chances. So check that out. 
All right, and we're back. Thanks very much to the Adelaide Zoo, of course. Jeffrey and Martina, hope that they are doing well. Our cassowaries. Gentlemen, do you want to talk about some mid-season awards? Let's do it. Okay, so oh, yeah. let's start with the MVP. I think we... Uh, you guys kind of already said your piece on this one, I think. If, if Steph Curry didn't have this current slump he's in, I think this would have been him to fuck up. It's Joel Embiid. <laughs> Sean? Yeah, no, it's it's Embiid for sure. Okay, because it would make terrible podcasts if I agreed with the both of you. I will say Jokic. Uh, I had Steph Curry Ooh, to start the year, but he really <laughs> dropped off. Yeah, Sean, uh, you talked about courage earlier. The courage for Joshua to sit there and be so wrong about this is just commendable. Frustrating <laughs> as hell, but commendable. Okay, what about early or mid-season rookie of the year? Because it's we got some exciting rookies this Mobley. year. Yeah, it's, it's Mobley. Like what the Cavs... Have the Cavs were supposed to be absolutely nothing this year. Nobody took them seriously. They've had a really, really strong season. Uh, Mobley, huge part of that. Uh, I don't like the Cavs. I never have. Uh, oh, I hate the but Cavs. I would, I would love to sit here and say, Scotty Barnes, yeah. Scotty Barnes in <laughs> <and> a walk. <laughs> um, I would love to say that as well. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, gentlemen, I don't think this is going to make for a very good podcast. We all agree with Evan yeah, Mobley. Like, yeah, it's, it's Evan it's Mobley really for hard. sure. Like It's pretty unanimous. Kid I think. Cunningham yeah. has had a, a great season for Detroit, yeah. obviously. And, you know, he's leading rookies in scoring right now. But you can't argue with, with what Evan Mobley is doing in Cleveland. I, I thought we were going to spend some time on Cleveland today, but that's okay because not really. It's a, not really a Cleveland centric. I podcast. hate Cleveland. Yeah, so, <laughs> I'd, I, rather, I, I'd rather Josh Giddy win. Guys, I'm, I'm actually Josh Giddy is probably Giddy. my second, just because <laughs> yeah. of, he's playing really well for OKC. Yep. But I, I don't know. I kind of, I'm just kind of ignoring Cleveland and hoping that they're going to fall back down. To same. Earth. Like same. If I don't talk about Cleveland, do well, they just go really up at the top of the standings. Because I see them in third, and I'm like, what the fuck are the Cleveland Cavaliers <laughs> doing in third place in the NBA Eastern Conference in the year 2021-2022? What is right? happening? With no LeBron James? No what's Le happening yeah. right now? What's Kevin Love? Is he, what's Kevin Love doing? Yes, surgeons by having a bit of a renaissance season. I like it. <laughs> okay, let's, <laughs> let's go with uh, biggest disappointment for team this year uh, it's not a disappointment to me but i'm, I'm reveling in it uh, i wish i could bottle it i drink it daily uh i'd say biggest disappointment has to be uh the atlanta hawks Ooh, yep. after what they did at the tail end of last year once they had the coaching change uh coming to the playoffs absolute stormers uh giant killing the number one seed and yeah, they didn't do fare too well against uh, Milwaukee, but you had to believe with them bringing everybody back, coaching staffs, players, and everything, that they were ready to build on it and have a really, really big step forward year. And they've fallen on their faces repeatedly, and it's just delicious. And uh, I'd say, yeah, that's your biggest disappointment, but I'm, you know, I'm thrilled about it. I'm going to say the Lakers uh, simply for like expectation to reality standpoint. Like this is a team that 
supposedly had championship uh, aspirations and they were just kind of like, oh, we'll get into the playoffs and anything can happen. After that, we're built for built for the playoffs. We don't care about the regular season. They're old. They're slow. They don't meld well. Uh, Their last 10 games are three and seven. They currently sit outside of the Western uh, playoff picture in ninth. They're below 500. Uh, our Raptors are better than the Lakers. Uh, um, <laughs> and like they've had a lot of injury issues, you know, like they've uh, Russell Westbrook is terrible. <laughs> like it's it's been but, but Sean, bad. You get into the play in and anything yeah. could happen once you get into the play in. Yeah, <laughs> we just set the bar ex- extremely low in the regular season and then we pop off in the playoffs, you know, or the play ins. no it's yeah i don't know it's uh to me it's the lakers i am gonna go with the new york knicks okay kind of mentioned them earlier pop off here we go because they were really supposed to take the next step it's another team that kind of was up and coming like atlanta you know the youngsters rj barrett obi top they were taking that that step to the next level, it looked like Julius Randle was playing amazing basketball. He was taking the team on his back. Derrick Rose was, you know, playing vintage Derrick Rose MVP-like. And they just, after a really nice start, they've just collapsed. And I think they're going to be, too, one of those teams that are kind of like fighting for a, a spot in the play-ins in the East. And they were so hyped at the beginning of this season. And they were so hyped in the playoffs last year. They lost to Atlanta because Trey Young went nuts on them. Uh, yeah, I I would definitely agree with all three teams being uh, big disappointments. Okay, the next award, biggest baby of the season. Because we've had some interesting biggest story baby or lines. Biggest baby face. Just biggest baby. You can go baby face if you want to take it. In that just an all around good guy out there putting, yeah, jackets, the best, putting jackets over puddles and all that sort of shit. You're like, I'm going to take his extremely negative midseason awards and kind of throw some light on some love. No, I'm talking about the biggest baby of the year because we've had some interesting storylines. I'm going to go first. Who we've had some players decided to stay out. We've had There's COVID issues. Go ahead, and Sean. one answer only, and it's Ben Simmons. Oh, okay. That's not the answer that I have. Well, I'll let the Bo Mandalorian go first. Uh, yeah, it's it, the Simmons thing because it seems like now we've kind of come back around to, okay, well, the mental health stuff maybe was a bit of a, you know, smoke screen or whatever. You still don't know. <laughs> so it's always kind of like tough, but uh, Shaq ain't buying it. And the fact that he's basically said to teams like through Rich Paul and stuff that, yeah, if he was to be traded, he's good to go. He'll be he'll be, he'll be good to go if like trade is like <laughs> Benjamin, sir. Uh, yeah, I'm going to side with, I'm going to agree with Sean Warren specifically, not Shaq, although they both make salient points. Uh, we're going to go with, uh, yeah, I'd probably say, uh, Ben Simmons with a side of Trey Young, just because he's a little baby man out there. It's a diaper baby. <laughs> I just made up the award so I can throw Trey Young out of the bus and yeah! play the sound <laughs> Get him, get him. I thought Trey Young was still good. He still ain't good at Dyke, man. He's smoking on that Boston pack tonight, you heard? Fuck Trey Young! Fuck Trey Young! Fuck Trey Young! Fuck Trey Young! 
<laughs> like Trey Young, like James Harden, those players who I was have just taken, say, can we add yeah, James yeah. Harden to the list? The yeah. players who have taken a bit of a downturn in their shooting because they're bullshit. I'm going to launch at you in a ridiculous angle and get like my three free throws and all that sort of stuff. Like that was the best storyline of the early part of the season was seeing all those little bitches numbers decline because their tricks weren't working anymore. Uh, and then them complaining about all oh, the refs are targeting me. And I was like, yeah, they're targeting you because they made a new rule to stop you from doing the fuckery that you've been doing for the last however many years. Adjust. Be like Steph Curry. Adjust, you bitches. I was just going to say, and you made no changes to yeah. your game whatsoever. I've done and, nothing uh... and nothing's working. <laughs> yeah. You guys have any mid-season awards that you Best. All right. What's the most exciting play this year, and why is it John ja Morant, ja Morant. Uh, oh with his God. fucking rocket boots? Uh, somehow, yeah, that that shit Nagging. is. I still watch that gif at least a couple times a week. And once I get in, it's a short enough gif where you get in that fucking in that chain. You get in that loop where you're just like, okay, mm -hmm. I'm gonna watch it and I'm gonna look for something a bit different like, and look at this and just like it is impossible physics almost the guy's got fucking flubber on his shoes and we're seeing it happen in reality that is probably one of the yeah one of if not the best like nba play of the year and it's not a bucket it's not a dunk it's not a fadeaway or a three or something from the, part about it something too, from the logo it's, it's just like it is a demonstration of athletic ability that is absolutely jaw-dropping and special yeah can he yeah. please just do that all all-star game that's the yeah that's the danger of is now that we know like he's got that in it why are you not fucking swatting balls away from like the top of the hoop and all that stuff like <laughs> right. why are you not taking jump balls against centers like oh I, yeah i want to see at least four or five times where he flies out from the the key out to the top of the arc and just tries to swat one of these casual all-star shooters just oh. just going up for well, I guess DeMar DeRozan doesn't shoot threes, but I guess he's not technically a guard either. I was just going to say, you're picking on our boy DeMar again. Oh, okay. I well, want to see DeMar just get roasted alive by well, John Moran. <laughs> we, we talked about DeMar, and he's one of the Eastern Conference starters, along with uh, Baby Young. I think people Kevin were like, yeah. people were having to go at All Star like voting and selection for like the player standpoint because like Ben Simmons has two votes. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, there was a couple people like some weird people that just got random votes. But then, yeah, Andrew Wiggins got voted in because you guys hear the story about Andrew Wiggins and he kind of backed with a K-pop star, Bam Bam. I don't know who that is. Okay. And they did like an online campaign to get him the fan vote. And that's why Andrew Wiggins is a starter okay. for the Western Conference. He's a start. Wow. Okay. I mean, well, people I'm, also I'm voting proud for of him that he's able to go. Like, I think that's cool. He's had a yeah. good season, but wow. There's three, <laughs> three unanimous players that were voted by all the media. It was Kevin Durant, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and Joel Embiid. In the east yep. those big Gone boys those, those big big eastern boys you love it <laughs> yeah, I love like again i can't get over i love so much that we are fans of eastern teams because mm -hmm. there's nothing like a 4 p.m basketball game followed by a 7 p.m canuck game let's do it oh yeah and i believe we both got that have today. that on saturday night mm -hmm. well it's the uh seven. 
No, the and Sixers. Yeah, Sixers play uh, the Kings. I think at five or five thirty or something today. And again, oh. it's a high stakes game. Loser takes Ben Simmons. So, when do Raps play? I think Raps oh, play yeah. at what four? Philly plays know. the Sacramento Kings at four thirty. Oh, okay, cool. Oh, and the Raptors play Miami at five. Ooh, but, good luck, guys. Uh, go, yeah. go get them. Ouch. <laughs> is it verse? Let's see. Is yeah, it verse Miami? Oh, it's at it's at Miami. It's at, it's Miami. at Miami. How while we're talking all stars, how about those shit jerseys? What shit? They're so plain. Very just... plain for a very fun league. It's very plain. Yeah, I don't, I don't mind the which ones are they like the the rising, not the rising stars, the the skills comp ones. Maybe there's like they have a little bit of flash and flair to them, but. They look like they look like the old NHL All Star jersey, like conference jersey. Yeah, yes, yes. Like people still wear and revere those fucking Phoenix All Star jerseys from like the '90s with the giant cactuses and shit on them, right? Those are like ooh, people. Those are ridiculous, uh, but people still love them. Like, take a chance on something have a bit of fun with it like i don't like the i don't like all-star games where okay you're just wearing your actual jersey and you're either in conference white conference team color don't like that i also not a huge fan at times of just we're going to mute all the colors and you're in a black and white or white and black version of whatever jersey like you have i say like hey it's once a year take some swings and if they're awful, they're awful. But this just reeks of we're just we we had no ideas. Mm. This was due Neutrality. tomorrow. And uh we're like, oh shit. And we crammed and panicked and then just threw these out there. And oh, okay. Yeah, what do you think of these? Like they should okay, be city specific. My... Yes, yes. I was just gonna say, here's my idea. City edition style jerseys for whatever host city yes. is hosting the game, but with the twist of like you obviously you'd make them like all-star specific so instead of like the that home the whole city's team being like the logo and all that have all-star there and just kind of add stars and stuff instead of the logos or the nba logo instead of that but you make it like how cool would it be to have like if philly was hosting for example you've got like the the colorway on the side like the the spectrum yeah right or um or like and then you pick like the different colors of that spectrum as the jersey colors yeah or even you do like philly elements like circle of stars and then the number in the middle like they had for their um for their city editions a couple years ago like just stuff like that i think maybe the issue with that is they i mean if i'm a celtics fan and I now want to buy an all-star jersey of uh, Jason Tatum, and the game was in Philadelphia, and it has like elements of like that city. I don't think you would. I'd be fucking cool, and from a design standpoint, it'd be awesome. But I don't think you'd sell any all-star jerseys because no self-respecting like Celtics fan would want any Sixers elements on their jerseys, like at all. Yeah, I guess that's fair. Like if if Toronto was hosting to have like the big chevron up yeah. the middle, right? Like Yeah, think, yeah, yeah, something like something, you know, just subtle, something, something subtle, subtle, I think. Yeah. Doesn't need to be like way over the top, but you just have like one design element from the host city. I think that'd be cool. Yeah, circle of stars. We're not talking liberty bells here. Circle nope, of stars circle some, of something stars. very And subtle. it's an all-star game. I think that's, yeah. you know, 
Yeah. I like when the all-star games, the teams wear like their jerseys that they'd normally wear, like whatever home and away colors. And they, but they just kind of have like a, you know, like a couple patches or whatever of the all-star game. And then you get to see like the different colors of the teams and you kind of know to you're like, Oh, that's, you know, they, 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 oh, there's now there's three, you know, there's two Suns players on the on the court, or I don't, I don't know. I, I just kind of like it when when the All Star games are like that. So generic, just random jerseys of, you know, get a spruce it up, give everybody their own. It's not like the NBA doesn't have enough money. No, exactly. Yeah, uh, it's true. What do you guys think about that? Because I think they're doing it again this year. Is like the 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 tribute to Kobe for just how the all-star game scoring goes i think it's kind of run its course i you know i, I appreciated it the first year and the second year kind of was like well, well i, I think know, at I this mean, point if you want to continue doing tributes to him which i'm all for i really you know um i'm a huge kobe fan uh was uh you know um name an award after him M- nba all-star <laughs> mvp is now the kobe award is it not I thought it was. Oh, is it? I think it is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, I think they go. did that. And that's all, yeah. all the tribute that you need in my mind. Boom. Kobe done. Bryant award. There you go. Right. So well, and 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 I I got no problem even honoring him. Every all you know, if you want to do a little tribute or do a little something special for him every All Star game. My only yeah. thing with it is, like, eventually, these star players are going to pass. Right. They are going to pass. It's it's. It sucks to say, but everybody, like, we're all people. We all are going to have an expiration date at some point. It was tragic how Kobe's went, obviously, way too soon. But, like, are you going to honor, like, everybody the same way? Or is it just You look at the the tragedy of it, the impact he had on the game, uh, the longevity, uh, but also the fact that, like, it it was was a... Yes, that it was a, a tragedy and stuff which like the entire like nba community and including fans and everything were just like heartbroken and dumbstruck over it um yeah if like you know dr j were to pass in his sleep or whatever tomorrow i'm sure there would be like you know oh man but he's also he's old so like there won't be my question with it is like to what extent would you then like honor past stars you know as as they just Perhaps like a lot more naturally pass, right? Depends, like, yeah, it depends on how they would exit. Everything the, the circumstances around, and you got you know uh, the daughter like as well, yeah, involved that just like a true. horrible situation yeah. all across the uh, all across the board. So my like, I guess like probably the one that might be different would be like Michael Jordan because he's still involved in the game. Like he basically changed like, yeah he that'll did. be he a big one the entire sport like that would, yeah even if it was 20 years from now i think an mj passing would be massive right yeah it'd be much like if like wayne gretzky passed in hockey right like that'd be it was like gordy howe right someone like, considered like someone who's considered like a father of the sport yeah someone who took the sport and elevated it to an entirely different level because yeah you've got your gordy howe who's like generation one really and then like gretzky generation two and just the leaps of the game from gretzky from like how to gretzky is was massive yeah but that they even overlapped a little bit right so i yeah. think it's a lot the same like mj like to to Kobe, to LeBron, you know, yeah. like that that tier of a player. 
I just, to, yeah, I, to I, Embiid, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, <laughs> no, I I love that they they still do stuff for Kobe um, and the Bryant family. I think that's really special. Um, yeah. I just that was my big question. I guess is like, how far do you you know like do you do it for everybody? Like if Wilt Chamberlain passed, like do you do it for Wilt? Like you know, I don't know what I'm complaining about anyway. It's not like they actually play real basketball in the All Star game. Yeah, so I don't really care no. how they sell yeah. the score. I guess. Well, gentlemen, do you want to get into some questions from Twitter? Sure. We can. I just, I, okay. I do have, we don't have any. I have one. one from Instagram. <laughs> I do have a question that I want to pose to you guys as well. So I'll just hog the mic for like okay. a quick sec. But there's one player in particular that I wanted to give a little shout out to because I think he's having a fantastic season. I think it's really under the, the radar. Triple J, Jaron Jackson Jr. out of Memphis is like, his defensive game has gone to a whole nother level. He's a massive part of the Grizzlies success down there. And I don't know if it's just that I've been paying a little bit more attention to the Grizzlies than usual, like a lot more attention to the Grizzlies than usual, because I'm a, such a huge John Morant fan and they need to come back to Vancouver. <clears throat> um, <laughs> but triple J has really stood out for me. Um, so little shout out to, to Jaron Jackson. That's, He's been he's been phenomenal. I think we'll be hearing that name a lot more in the next you know coming years. Okay, my question. Um, I saw. I was, this. Yeah, I was because I was going to ask. I was like, well, that that's wasn't not a, a question. question. No, I just wanted to that little. Guys, how much do you a, love this guy? Yeah, that was yeah. a statement. <laughs> it was definitely a statement. I just had to mention Triple J okay. at some point, and there was no natural way to do it. So that's <laughs> how we did stop it. everything. <laughs> Triple J. All right, moving on. For the record, Um, Sean didn't just start waving his hands and he'll stop. So that's everybody. Hold on. Whoa, 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 whoa. (laughs) Okay, my question to you guys. I've seen it online today, right before we started recording, and it gave me a chuckle. You get here's a here's a proposition. You get ten million dollars, but hold on, breaking news. You heard it here on this podcast first about b- basketball. Tom Brady retired. Yes, I saw that. Yeah, okay. I didn't know hey, whether to interrupt with it or not, but you're right. I think it is I worth no. It's so clear he doesn't want to. Too. It was like when asked about it like a week ago, he was like, "Well, sometimes it's not up to me." So Giselle, <laughs> Giselle's like, "Okay, Tom, let's fucking like, let's Tom, let, you're done now, bud. Yeah, you're, you're done, done, bud. Now. You're done, bud. So how how soon before we see uh, Aaron Rodgers to Bucks uh, rumors? Oh, gross. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you it happens. I have a feeling. Okay. Anyway, sorry, sorry. I you just get, saw that. Yeah. You get ten million dollars, but the the hint the the hinge on this is that there is a killer snail that is always chasing you, and if he touches you, you immediately die. He is always moving, and he is always coming directly to your location. He always knows where you are. You can't hide from him. Do you take the money? Yes. Is it just like a normal snail? Like it just moves it. It'd be like a normal pace? snail, but he so like I close my get door. You, you said you need to get me out. I have a door, <laughs> Sean. I live in a house. Like, I don't live in the You're forest. Not fucking camping. Like, I'm like, hey, you know what? Maybe I stop going on camping trips if that's the if that's the if that's the game. I'm sorry. Like also too. Like I have a baseball bat. And this is a no, story. but you, you can't, can't kill, kill it. it. You can't oh, kill and, it. And also, your actions can't lead it to be killed by something else. Correct. It's not like it's going to be, you know, 
I'm going to walk it through a fucking eagle sanctuary or a salt factory or something. And that's good. You know, those, those two things. Salt factory, <laughs> eagle sanctuary. Like, yeah, you know, you know your whole property things. with a salt map, like, moat. Oh, shit. I totally could do that. That's going to slow him down. It's not like he's going to power through salt. He's an unkillable snail, but not a snail who can't be. Oh, hold on a second. I freeze him. Also, he ain't too, dead. Like... He ain't yeah. dead. He's just frozen, sure. and he's, he's frozen. gonna go even slower. I move. Okay, I move to a. How is he gonna get through the snow? Oh, um, there it is. I moved to the fucking Arctic, <laughs> and I got ten million dollars. So man, I can make my own little fortress of solitude up there. Yeah, burrow through that that fucking ten feet of snow, you little snail bitch. Yeah. The other and... thing you could do too, that's probably a lot easier, to be honest, is just spend six months of the year on the complete opposite side of the planet from where you are and then he'll like start working his way slowly over there and by the time he gets like halfway you just move back and now he has to work his way back he would never get well here's the thing though you gotta be worried about like the ingenuity of this snail what if he fucking slimes his way onto like a truck or like a cargo plane or something and you think okay on my snail track oh hold on can i lowjack the snail can I put a little tracking device on him? I don't, I don't see why not. I'm like, oh, hey, yeah. here's this thing. If I lose my keys or I find my iPhone <laughs> thing, I'm just going to pop that right on him. And then if I could do that, then, oh, easily. Because I've always got it here yeah. where he like, is. Oh, snap. He's in the same city as me. But time to get to the airport. That's the thing yeah. I'd be worried about is like, what if he somehow manages to amble his way onto like a plane or some mm-hmm. sort of submarine or something? And he's able to like cover a lot more distance. And I don't, I'm just thinking he's going to be on his little feet the whole, I don't know, they don't have feet. He's going to be on his feet the whole time. Like, that's what I'd be worried about. I think that's got to be part of it. Like, I feel like this is like Bounty Hunter's snail, right? Like, this snail's sole mission is to hunt you down and touch you. I say if you you got to to tweak it, put it, it's like it's a hyper-intelligent snail. So the snail's going to, like, figure shit out and... I, but I don't think how I don't see how it could figure out snow. Yeah, man, yeah, it's not getting it's not getting through that snow <laughs> and that ice. Yeah, that's it. What snowstorms that's stopping that snail every time? Every time. Yeah. No, I I saw that. Had a good chuckle uh, that it was even a question because, like, of course you take the money. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like I would risk well, it. No, Why not? I don't, I don't want to die. We're all gonna die. That's the and thing. At like, least, could... like you'd be able to blow through a ton of that ten mil and have a good, however much time you have. It's not like you're like, oh, sweet, you cash the check, you walk outside and trip over the snail and you're dead. Like <laughs> you've got time to figure shit out, and yeah, you're fine. Like, like I could say no to the money and still die tomorrow. Right, like via snail, yeah, via snail. Like <laughs> yeah. he, he'll touch me, and I'll just die. And I didn't even get the money. So yes, you always take the money. But... Oh, I would just be. Oh man, the power move. I got the money. I'm just. Oh, it's coming close to me. Oh, hey snail, how's it going? You I'm just come... gonna. No, no, I'm just gonna go into this French restaurant right now. Order some escargot <laughs> to go, and you just get right down on the ground. And you're like, mmm, eating your family. Mm, oh, come on, a little bit slow, are you? Like I would just get in there and just mock it incessantly it'd be like uh in men in black when he starts stomping oh, on the cockroaches yeah is this your auntie oh fuck baller not move bad. not bad mr warren mr bo mandalorian what you two have just said is probably one of the most insanely idiotic <laughs> things i've ever heard 
at no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone that had just had to listen to that is now dumber. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your souls. Glad I called that. I'll guy. take it. Uh, uh, you know what? That's our midseason award. <laughs> we won. High five. You guys want to? You guys want to wrap it up? Yes. Let's do it. After being horribly insulted using Billy Madison uh, quotes, yes, I would like to wrap it up. Weaponizing movie quotes against me? How dare you, sir? How dare you? Points. Thank you for tuning into the Van Slam podcast, Vancouver's only, to our knowledge, NBA podcast. For Sean Warren and Jay Bowman, I have been Joshua Griffith, and this has been a presentation of the Area 51 Sports Network. Check out all the variety of podcasts that the Area 51 Network provides, including Point Shot Hockey with your very own Sean Warren, Capspace Wins Cups. You can get more of Bowman and his 76ers takes on the sixth best Canucks podcast, but the first best 76ers, Canucks, movies, wrestling, and pop culture podcast. Trust the process with Wyatt the Stanchion Art, a presentation of the Hockey Podcast Network. If you're a movie fan, make sure to check out At the Movies 10 Years Later as Bowman and J9 break down the movies that dominated the box office 10 years Chances are you can't get enough of Bowman, and that's perfect, as Nation Extreme Wrestling has started a podcast along with an amazing brand that will bring local wrestling to Vancouver and surrounding areas. You can catch more of me, Joshua Griffith, on the Sports Talk Light Network covering the Vancouver Whitecaps and on the Unnamed Sports Show. If you enjoyed what you listened to today, make sure to subscribe and rate the podcast wherever you listen. For Apple users, we are up and running, so make sure to leave that five-star rating and a comment. For the Van Slam podcast, on behalf of Sean Bowman and myself, until next time, NBA fans. Yeah, full suit on the top, complete like slipper wear on the bottom. Yeah. Uh, got PJ pants. I, I would imagine if you had like a Zoom meeting, it's like, okay, everybody, we're all gonna do a suicide pact right now. Everybody, stand up and show your lower layer. How many people? <laughs> how many people would? How many people would just be like, nah, I'm good. Uh, I would be in that boat. I'd be like, I'm not nah. gonna. Do, I'm not gonna do that. You look all nice up here. Just the contrast between, yeah. yeah. All, do you someone need stands to up. See my just, underwear. Do yeah, you? someone stands up. They're just wearing a towel. <laughs> Forgot that about the meeting. More. Just got out of the shower. <laughs> I only had time to throw on my top layer, and it shouldn't have mattered. I didn't know we'd be doing the Zoom <laughs> meeting lower layer suicide pact, but here we find ourselves. You always find it more in like school meetings and stuff like that. It's never like I, I never see like podcasters or stuff. I don't think. All right, you know what? Fuck it, boys. Right now, bottom layer suicide pact. Okay. Let's see what we got going on here. Got. I got my sweats. I got my basketball shorts. Nice. I got my yeah. John Barsby football coaching shorts, and there's my leggings. Yeah, there's my, my nice. inner thigh there. My milky inner thigh. All right, cool. Good job, everybody. We all nice. passed. How fucking awesome would it have been if we stand up and we're all wearing dress pants as our bottom layer? We just flipped it. <laughs> we did the absolute inverse. So like, like, super no, no, ca- we're trying to look super casual, casual up top. You know, Sean you, got, Sean, you got your V happening. 
I looked like the fucking 76ers fanatic store threw up on me and stuff. Yeah. And then like dress, dress pants and just the fanciest shined wingtip shoes. <laughs> and a matching belt. Yeah. Oh, of course. You got to have yeah. the matching belt. Matching belt. Always. Okay. I've got to show you these shoes that I got. And I'll tell you a bit of a story with them. All They're right. so outlandish. You'll love them. It's an, actual, it's, an, it's an actual pair of clown shoes. Like somebody shoes. didn't like Go. one of my somebody didn't like one of my Twitter takes, so they actually sent me a pair of clown shoes <laughs> to wear for what I'm tweeting. I mean, they're a dick, but I respect the uh, I respect the bit. That's hustle. That's hustle. That, right that is, yeah. It's like this is such a clown shoes post and such a clown post. I'm gonna mail you a pair of clown shoes. <laughs> wear these while you, you tweet. What size are you, bro? That's <laughs> like in in the community. The the when the the German soccer episode and he's carrying around the ball and then he did like the foosball kick thing. Mm. He's like, were you just carrying around that soccer ball? Do that the whole time as a prop? Okay, <laughs> so I've got these shoes. So we had a. I hired a guy at Moore's who was a student. He was from Nigeria. Now, those, are the, like, those are the suit people, if I'm not mistaken, right? How old was he, people, Sean? Yes. <laughs> this, this no, no, he was Nigeria. like my age. Okay. But he was like, he was going to school at, at TRU and uh, he had this like shoe hookup back home where they like custom made shoes and they're they're stunning like they're stunning loafers and everything and he just like surprised me one day with with a pair jesus oh my goodness gracious oh like okay get out of the way like the thing about a pair of shoes like that that's like would have to be frustrating is you have to make sure you're wearing those when you die Right, so <laughs> trying to predict like when you're gonna guys is that's it. You need people to find your dead body, however it happened, and, these and just be like, "Oh my god, this was the greatest man who ever lived." <laughs> Look at his goddamn shoes; those are incredible. They're actually like surprisingly comfortable. I've worn them one time, um, but. I need... To your wedding? I hope it was to your wedding. It, it was not to my wedding, unfortunately. To but... the grocery store. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I wish. Like, I need. To I, I don't know where. Yeah, sorry, you can't just bury the lead there. Where, where did you wear those? Where, what event was? I wore them was... to Morris. I, I wore them to work. Okay, I'll uh, yeah, I'll give you that right because up, the right? guy gave you them as a gift, so you want to be displaying yeah, yeah. them and say, yeah, I like it, appreciate it. And what if he looked at you? He was like, Sean, you are not to wear those unless it's oh, a no, special occasion. Like, he came in. He's like, "Yo, <laughs> he loved them." So uh, I, I did them justice, apparently. So well, I'm. Yeah. I'm Let proud. me tell you something, Sean Warren. I don't say it as lightly. I'm gonna think about those shoes long after we've stopped recording today. Yeah. It'll probably yep. be like seven, eight p.m. I'll be watching like, the Royal cool. Rumble tonight, and that's a spikes. Those are incredible. They're spikes like, on the toes, geez. and they're like they're that's hard cap. If you were and like a video like game character, that'd be like, you know, you wouldn't be able to pass a certain portion of the game. And then you would get those shoes as a power up. And they're like, OK, now I can <laughs> now I can advance through the game. I couldn't do it if I didn't have these shoes. It's true. It's true. Like you in the game, you'd be able to pull like the little daggers off the, the top and just. Yeah. yeah. Well, I know. was going to show my my beautiful white Adidas that are waiting for the, the desert, the desert. <laughs> of Las Vegas, But I'm going to go throw those in the trash now. <laughs> 
<laughs> because having seen Sean's shoes, uh, that yeah, no, yeah, all other shoes. I'm gonna just go in the backyard with the lighter fluid and light up both of those little things of <laughs> shoes and all my shoe racks and just burn that shit in my backyard because the all shoes pale in comparison to what I've just beheld. Those my shoes look. Part. No, go ahead. The shoes look like the inside of a '70s limousine. Yes. And they feel like it too. I've never, I've never been in one, but they feel like it. Honestly, like one of my favorite parts of the whole thing was he came back and like these are custom made shoes. Like he designed, he like he must have designed them or chose everything out for me, and mm -hmm. that's what he went with. And I, I appreciate the hell out of it. Red and gold, baby. Red and gold. <laughs> it's a Tony Stark shoes. That's what those are. Yeah. Tony Stark shoes. Yeah. I, know, I was trying to think if I had anything that would even come close to that. I got some like blue suede dress shoes. Yeah. Mm. Gotta have some blue suede. That I wear when I suit up for the White Caps games. They're my White Caps shoes. I also have are some you red, guys, suede, red suede. Are, cool. are, are you guys loud sock people? Yes. Yeah. Okay. 100%. I got to get good, got 20, some good 25 pairs of, of socks. Yeah. I've got two drawers full of socks. <laughs> but like, I mean, like loud socks. I'm oh, sure yeah, you yeah. understand what I meant. But yeah. like, I see that people wearing suits and shit creeps up and they've got all sorts of all manner of nonsense happening on their ankles and stuff. And it's like, okay, yeah, loud, loud socks is the thing. Okay. I'll never, my, I'll never be a loud sock guy. I wear my Seinfeld oh. socks you to Redcaps games. Oh, do you? Yeah. Nice. Are you like a funky pattern guy, Josh? Or are you like, it's got to have some kind of picture on it? I'm I got all of them. Okay. Yeah, I got a little bit of everything. I got a ton of just like funky pattern ones. If it's cool some... or makes me laugh, I'm probably getting those. Yeah, and I got a couple of just say balls on them, so it makes me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> so, the socks that I'm going to wear go. today. I like the ones that on the bottom that say fuck off. So when you get your feet up. It says fuck off. I don't like that because when people are wearing them around me and they're relaxing, it makes me feel bad. I was going to ask you something, but instead I'll follow the directions from the bottom of your socks and I will fuck right off. He's walking past. Right. You stop. Oh, look, look over. <laughs> Keep walking. You're being casual, but also being mean at the same time. That's a tough thing to pull off without eating an apple. So It's a D-bag mood, Tony. I didn't even do anything. Or like someone pisses you off and like, oh, hold on a second. You're quickly uh, taking off your shoes and then laying on the ground and putting your feet up and like, fuck, read the socks, bitch. Read the socks. It's like, yeah, you know what? And you like take the time, take your shoes off, show her one foot at a time. On the bus, someone gives you a look. You're like, all right, here we go. Shoes are coming off. Stick your legs out. Fuck off. Read the bottom of my socks. Further instructions. Do you guys have lots of basketball shoes? Uh, not anymore. Not really. I've got a yeah. yeah oh. I've got a pair of street ones that I wear for outside, and then I got my Embiid ones uh, that are my like only indoor basketball specific uh, shoe. But no, and I'm not like a, a sneakerhead or a shoe yeah. guy really. Like that's a subculture that man, yeah. those people are passionate about the thing that they love, and like at like high levels, like Respect celebrity folks too. Like Sudeikis oh. is a big like sneaker head and all that sort of stuff the element where like oh you got to know somebody at nike to kind of give you the special stuff i don't necessarily get it because shoes are worn like on your feet 
and yeah. they're by design. But not these ones. Kind of like ones, yeah, no, like, these are just for like display. display. I find it, yeah. but hey, that's that's people. Yeah. yeah, people like what they like. That's all good. But yeah, I've never been a big like sneakerhead and all that. There's sort a of there's an episode. Um, I I've only ever watched the one, and it happened to be on sneakers and sneakerheads. Uh, mm. so on Disney Plus, there's like a National Geographic TV show. Um, oh yeah, yeah. and it's uh, oh my god, why am I losing his name all of a sudden? He was in Jurassic Park. He was in uh thor Levin, uh richard Attenborough. Thor rock no no he's uh <laughs> jeff, jeff goldblum, goldblum. Jeff goldblum. goldblum. <laughs> thank you my goodness <laughs> so, long the long dead richard attenborough <laughs> rocking just the freshest nike kicks you've ever seen hey spared no expense spared no expense motherfucker so he does the show like about strange things or like um, the world of, and he does sneaker heads. Uh, the world the according to Goldblum or something? Is that the yeah, 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 yeah. I've heard of it. Yeah, I heard of it. Yeah, and it's hilarious because he's got like such a weird cadence. Yeah, cadence about him, and he's like <laughs> diving into the subculture of sneaker heads and what makes a great sneaker. He designs a sneaker, uh, all sorts of great stuff. But it was it was actually really enjoyable to watch. But all, it was delivered in a way that only Jeff Goldblum could do it. Yeah. <laughs> He's one of those. All right, gents, want to get some basketball talk? Mm-hmm. Let's do it. No. Okay. I'm just... <laughs> and another thing about shoes. <laughs> and I want to talk about shoes some more. Uh, let me just get it. Shoes. My beer's done. So I'll be back. Unlike Sean, I'm not on iced coffee because I'm at the end of my day. Nice, yeah. yeah. Kick back with those beers, but That's just my don't, favorite don't, part is we're always on opposite skids. Yeah, don't put your feet up on the desk though with your fuck off socks. Because if yeah, you do that, I will fuck will. off. I'll leave the show. 